0: I can and I will is not a slogan, but I can is an Israeli-based company focused on the medical cannabis industry looking to transform the global cannabis economy and ecosystem. That tiny nation in the Middle East has been leading the world in research and science on cannabis sativa. And Joshua Berman has been right in the middle of it in the greater Jerusalem area. Now he's on In the Weeds with Jimmy Young. Hi everyone, welcome again to another very special edition of In the Weeds with Jimmy Young on location on the floor of MJ BizCon in Las Vegas, Nevada. And we are at the booth of our new friends over here, and here they are from uh, grow air and we're not going to talk about them but we are going to give them a little promotion because they're allowing us to this booth. I want to introduce you to Joshua Berman from Israel, my, my people's country if you will. Joshua, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Tell us a little bit about the cannabis history in Israel. I'm going to hold the mic if that's okay with you. I mean I pointed at you, okay? okay. That's fine.
1: Um, yeah, no, so we have a Earliest legalized uh, national system. So from 1996, we have a medical program, but certainly since the late 60s, for people like Professor Mashulam uh, have been doing significant research on uh, on the plant, uh, discovering essentially cannabidiol, CBD, and THC, and and, and years of research yep. about uh,
0: the endocannabinoid system. That's how it all started. And again, that's exactly right. Uh, so one of the things when I explain to them about the endocannabinoid system, I said, you know. It's inside you, you know. Oh, look, there goes Bruce Linton by us. This is so much fun. Hey, Bruce Linton. Bruce, how are you? Nice to see you. Dude, shout-outs. Mike Tyson walked by. I know you have the shirt. I know you have the shirt. I know. Love it. That's from Legal Seafoods in uh, Boston, and Roger Berkowitz is a friend. And that's Bruce Linton. Take care, man. I love that. All the spontaneity of this is so much fun. Go back. Let's go back to the endocannabinoid system and discovering it and explaining to people that, yep, it's in all of us whether you use weed or not. No, yeah, that's, that's correct. Uh,
1: excuse me. You really uh, want to... I, I, to no, no, movie? I know. <laughs> I get no
0: problem with that.
1: Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I think, I think that's a lot of the the education that we have to do today is to really bring that awareness that it's um, something that all of us have and all, the, the plant can benefit essentially all of humankind. That's so.
0: absolutely right. And uh, tell me a little bit about what you do in Israel
1: and the involvement you have with the industry there. No, sure. So we run a company called ICAN Israel Cannabis. Um, we started about five years back in the space. We we Our first move into the space was Canatech, which is a conference platform that brings together scientists, uh, entrepreneurs, and investors. Um, our flagship event is always in Tel Aviv, but we've gone around the world to many different emerging markets in Australia, in Panama, Latin America, um, and continue to just bring the story of the science and bring that to light and help operators and scientists get together to essentially move the industry forward in a validated and uh, uh, professional framework. And and
0: it's it's an amazing thing. It is science and research that is kind of dictating and and providing the fuel to the argument and the movement of acceptability here in the United States. And I've always been proud of the fact that it has been Israel where a lot of the science and research started. really broke down the plant into all the cannabidiols and uh, THCs and CBDs and CBNs and all this. Where? What's the future of research? It, do you have any insight at all of where,
1: we go, where we're going to go with this plant? Well, I think y- you see more and more research like uh, Professor Deddy Me'iri, um, who's doing, you know, essentially able to showcase different cannabinoids' effects on different, um, either different cancers or, or different indications. We'll drill down into unique cannabinoids and we're going to get to better understand how each one plays into the space. And you're seeing that, you know, Israel at the end of the day is very IP driven. So you have a lot of support uh, in the hospitals, and the tech transfer units, at the universities that are supporting the cannabis research. It's not uh, the same kind of bottleneck that you have in the States as an example to really move uh, research forward into commercialization. So that's it's really inspiring a lot of the intra- entrepreneurs today, whether they're, uh, a tech platform to, you know, clinical trials for the rest that's happening locally. Are you uh, th- happy? W- are you surprised
0: at how quickly cannabis in the United States, at least they are talking about legalizing it federally? Did you ever think that day would come here in this country?
1: No, I've been in Israel about 20 years, so I've lo- le- when I left the U.S., I don't think I thought that was on the horizon. And so, watching as an outsider, it's been. Uh, certainly fascinating. I mean, you see it happening across the world. We just finished an event uh, in Cape Town in South Africa that has uh, some really progressive laws or are working on some really progressive regulations um, that accept the plan. I think you'll see it uh, roll out, if not initially medically in many countries, uh, just move to uh, a decriminalization or even a legalization across across the planet. I mean, that's the direction we're, we're heading eventually uh, they
0: may even start uh, trading cannabis as a commodity in the futures uh, industry. Uh, they were actually talking a little bit about that uh, at one of the workshops I was at. So future of this business in the United States, how important is it for the federal government to decriminalize it at least as a start or de
1: it as a start? Why, well, I th- certainly think that the Again, I don't get into the U.S. politics in terms of the differential between the decriminalization and the, the rest, but I do think open access to research is critical um, to promote entrepreneurship, uh, to look at the medical and create regulation that helps to validate this and set standards for this industry. We're still in the Wild West, um, and so there's a lot to learn from some federally regulated programs. Nobody has it right, but Israel's a great example. We're now locally in Israel moving from a, an initial sort of national regulation policy to a new one that is being established, and we're seeing a lot of bumps in the road as we get to the new to the new system. Um, and so there's just a lot to learn from all these countries that are coming online. It's su- surprising, but the U.S., when the U.S. finally goes federal, again, I think the rest of the world will follow. Canada is, you know, a first example that's important, um, but certainly having the U.S. do that will, will be sad.
0: We have exports coming out of Israel uh, of the plant and and by the way you guys are amazing You can grow trees in the desert That's always one of the things when I was a kid I planted trees in Israel and I was always amazed that you could actually grow Trees in the
1: desert climate. Uh, I'm guessing you can grow cannabis in the desert climate, too Oh, Absolutely, there's some some grows across the country from north to south So you have some growing in sand and others growing in you know know, hydroponics uh, and the rest yeah, what's it like? Are there dispensaries? Uh, is adult use allowed in Israel? So we have a, we certainly have a robust black market. On the regulated side, again we're moving from one trend, one regulatory authority to another. Um, but initially there were up until just this last year there were eight official grows, um, about fifty thousand patients, and essentially you were assigned at the time uh, to one of the growers, and they supplied you with cannabis. It was a um, It was not a rebated system by the government, but the pricing was controlled. So everybody paid, you know, more or less $100 and then received whatever amount of cannabis uh, they were allocated in their license. What has now changed is now access to the plant through the the pharmacies, uh, which opens up more competition, but it's been a a hectic process to get there. But in theory, there's no strain names. Essentially, the uh, pharmacy will hold different uh, variations of XTHD to CBD. Uh, And patients will be able to choose their amount that they're allotted from these different variations. So some companies, you know, that might have had a name in the past as having a strong flower, uh, it's just trying to eradicate some of that branding. We don't have that side. Will that come someday in this? Oh, certainly. If we come, I believe, in the five to seven year future. Um, And so maybe when we get there. In the meantime, it's really a medical market, and that makes it a unique playground for for research and everything else that's happening because it's so controlled uh, and until until it moves forward i mean it, it, at the end of the day it's a, a patient access issue of which we're not doing the best job possible to get access to everybody that needs um, and so if we don't do a better job locally i think legalization will come but it will come on the back of getting access to patients in a you know a simplified manner It is a medicine, and I
0: I wrote a blog back in the day when I first started Pro Cannabis Media about in 1937, the wrong drug was deemed and prohibited illegal. And I asked a couple of oncologists and doctors about this theory. If that medicine stayed in our society as a medicine in 1937, would we have the rampant um, cases of cancer in our society? And they all love the theory. Because, you know, it, that's a couple of generations in there. And there's a lot of carcinogens in the world. I get it. But this is what the plant does with the endocannabinoid system is it balances and helps your immune
1: system. I mean, listen, we just years of, like, you know, research. Right. And if you look at corn, what's happened in terms of just the optimization and the, the strains they have if you li- live at any, you know, latitudinal you know, it, you can get so... Um, refined in your needs at the genetics of just corn, uh, which is, you know, we just haven't gotten anywhere. We're just beginning. The road has just begun. You know, we're sort of in this funny part with the markets in terms of the public markets, um, but it's really just the beginning. It was all puffed up and we are got a long way to go.
0: We're all part of history.
1: It's all part of history. For sure.
0: Joshua Berman, thank you so much for hanging out with me and talking with me a little bit. And tell us how we can find out about your company and maybe some of the events you guys are involved. In.
1: Yeah, definitely check out uh, I can Israel Cannabis or Canatech uh, Global Platforms. Our next, We're running an event around the World Economic Forum uh, in Davos in January and Canatech Tel Aviv, which is the main event at the end of March. We'd love to see you all there. There you go. Hey, if you haven't been to the Promised Land, I recommend
0: it, okay? It's an incredible experience, and it's one that I had at age 15, which was a long time ago. But we will be doing this again, Joshua Berman. Hopefully, you'll be there when I get there.
1: Great pleasure to have you. All right,
0: there you go. that will do it for another edition of In the Weeds with Jimmy Young and on location here at MJ BizCon in Las Vegas. Remember, it's a whole new world of weed out there. Use it responsibly.